0: All right, we're back at it
1: again. Can't Stop, Won't Stop. It's another edition of Iron Showcase. I am your host, Rick Saratella. We are um, here on November 10th, 2016, just two months away from the third annual Cosgrove Iron Showcase and Symposium in Bedford, Texas. We'll be on location, baby, bringing you the live stream coverage. in-depth scouting on location behind the scenes and all that good stuff but most importantly we are assembling the Cod's Gridiron Showcase rosters the uh, first wave of invites have gone gone out we've already gotten some commits I'm really excited about the the way the roster is shaping up and um you know we're going to talk cornerback cornerback prospects today and uh my super producer, Sammy C, always uh, working the live stream on Facebook and Twitter and Periscope. She's going to get me my sheet that I had prepping uh, before the show. And we're going to talk in uh, some cornerbacks with, of course, the stars of the show, Joe Everett, Justin Gamble. I will welcome them in in just a moment. But uh, first off, I'm going to welcome in one of the co-owners and founders, creator of the Cos Iron Showcase. His name is Craig Red. He joins us on the Defiance Fuel Water Hotline. If you're watching on the live stream, you know I always got my Defiance Fuel Water. So, Craig, welcome to the show. Feels like I just spoke to you, my man. How are we doing today? Great.
2: Good afternoon. And I think we did just speak off of our scouting meeting.
1: <laughs> yes, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, for those uh, tuning in, listening, whether you're – uh, a, a school AD, an agent, a player, a scout. Um, the first wave of invitations have gone out. And I guess, Craig, if you're watching right now, especially if you're a player, please do check your voicemails, check your inbox, check with uh, your SIDs because invites have gone out, my friends.
2: Yes, they have. And you know, you and your staff and you know, our staff. We've been working, you know, furiously trying to trying to get them out, trying to assemble the the right group of guys. So it's this is an exciting time for us. We're 57 days out now, and uh, you know, th- th- this is the fun time where you know, players are winding up their season, choosing their games, and you know, hopefully a lot of them are looking to us and wanting to be part of our event.
1: Incredible that we're that close to it, and uh, two months away, we'll be evaluating hundreds. of, you know, about 200 prospects down there In Bedford, Texas And, uh, you know, last year The cornerback groups We're talking cornerbacks today But in years past You know, the Cos Gridiron Showcase Has put a bunch of guys in the NFL But how about from the cornerback class uh, The Cos Gridiron Showcase Some of the guys that have come through there Craig, uh, take us down that road and, and some of the things that stood out to you In years past
2: Well, I mean, it seems like the teams have and the shift in the NFL is going this way, but a lot of teams really love the big long corner. Um, you know, rest in peace, Trey Walker was, you know, was one of the prime examples of that. You know, he came to our event and you know, didn't have a big grade, didn't have a big name behind him, and he went out there and lit it up. But it also helped that Trey was about six two, six two and a half had, you know, super long arms, <laughs> you know, that helped him. You know, we have guys who just got pulled up on the active roster this week, like uh, Torian Nixon, you know, out of Tulane. You know, he, he got called up on, you know, the Denver uh, active roster who is, you know, doing some great things. We've had, you know, C.J. Uh, Smith out of North Dakota State, Trevor Williams out of Penn State. You know, all these guys have something in common, and they're they're just they're becoming the the bigger longer uh corner with with good speed. think I've lost you. <laughs>
1: And, uh, sorry about that, Craig. You still, uh, there we go. I got you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I got you now.
1: And so I think we, we, we lost you. We dropped off with the, uh, upcoming announcements, our sponsorship, uh, announcement show coming up, but what else is cooking at the Cods Iron Showcase?
2: Uh, We're just trying to, you know, firm everything up from the city end, make sure the city is ready
1: for us, make sure we're ready for the
2: city and, you know, really, most importantly, have everything prepared for these players when they get there uh, so they can hit the ground running and really have a, a fantastic event. Uh, as you mentioned, November 21st, we're going to be doing the uh, sponsorships uh, show. So this way we we can announce all the great sponsors that are with us um, that really have us super excited um, that, that that they want to be part of our event. And then Later in December, we're also going to you know, do a player the player announcement show uh, with you guys, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch base with everyone on, on, on the date and time and location uh, for everyone to possibly come out and join us as well.
1: Yeah, exciting stuff, and uh, you know what, Craig? I don't know if Bedford, Texas is going to be ready for the takeover, baby. I'm looking forward to it, but two months away... Getting antsy here on my end. I can only imagine there on your end, but we'll uh, check in, touch base next week, and we'll have the expanded watch list uh, to talk about uh, in addition to another wave of invites that go in. So a lot to catch up on between now and next week. Always appreciate it, Craig.
2: No problem. Thank you. I look forward to it.
1: All right. There you have it. Craig Red, a co-founder of the College Art Showcase, Along with Jose Jefferson, of course, you can log on to cgsallstar.com. get can still nominated. Coaching staff, what an outstanding coaching staff. We haven't talked too much about that here on the show. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit more next week as well. And uh, cgsallstar.com, follow them on Twitter, at CGS. And uh, thanks to our good friends at Defiance Fuel Water, defiancefuel.com. Uh, we can now talk about cornerbacks, and to do that, we have uh, the two biggest, baddest, and best NFL draft gurus on the planet that I know. And uh, this guy, he's never leaving a stone unturned. His name is Joe Everett. You already know this guy's been pounding the pavement <laughs> and uh, finding every possible prospect on the NFL radar from coast to coast, and. Even in Alaska too. What do you say there, Joe Everett?
3: I know a thing or two about a thing or two. Uh, I can't believe but there's <laughs> only three weeks of the regular season left for college football. It's uh, time is flying. Time waits for no man. But hey, we're we're living. We're we're, we're watching, and uh, I, yeah, I just can't wait to get down to Texas, dude. It's we're close. Yeah,
1: and thank God for that matching football during the weeknights to get us through and. A couple of good games there last night, Joe. And we got Justin Gamma with us today, always dropping the hammer on him with the knowledge and uh, always got great, great NFL draft info. If you're not following him on Twitter, at GAM Scout, G-A-M Scout, Justin Gamma is always enlightening us on draft Twitter. And Joe Everett, I forgot to tell you, at Joe W. Everett, that's uh, two T's. But uh, we welcome in Justin Making an appearance on the show today. How we doing, kiddo?
0: Hey, man! Thanks for that introduction. I don't know about all that other stuff, but uh, I do my best as well. Just um, trying to catch up with all these prospects. It seems like every week we get one or two more guys that just stand out, and you have to add your watch list. And uh, my list is getting big, man. I'm excited to talk about some of these guys.
1: Yeah, well, let's do it right now. You know, I always get good feedback uh, from people in the NFL draft community. They love tuning into the show to see what names we're going to throw out there next. So, uh, cornerbacks it is on the docket today. We're diving right into it with some risers. And, Joe, we mentioned the expanded big board coming out next week. We'll talk about it on the show next week. But who are some of these cornerback prospects rising up the watch list board?
3: Well, I – a couple that definitely stand out, I'll probably Butcher's name, Shadobe Awuzie, the Colorado corner, uh, right in, I guess, Justin's neck of the woods. The uh, Guy's got a lot of quality game footage out there. A uh, four-year starter, a really physical guy. He's pretty long-levered. I don't know exactly how tall he is. We get a lot of different – he's just rising up the board. I think he's uh, stand out on special teams, too. He's a really good gunner. And uh, like I said, I don't care how tall. I like that he's filled out, adequate size. I think he could play right now with a nickel. I don't I don't think it'd be a struggle for him. Uh, just like not a form tackler, but he's totally willing. And I like how he gets off of blocks and finds the football. I mean, that really that entire program should be happy with what they've done this year. But, you know, looking at a guy like a woozy, uh, he's just been a big part of that culture change. So that's also a little bit of a feather in his cap. I think uh, definitely leaving that program better than what he found it. And then, um, I like that Watson, Brad Watson at Wake Forest. uh, It's just another guy that once you just keep looking at the games, keeps rising, uh, probably about six foot even, but Mr. Everywhere all over the field uh, really knows how to put a pat on a guy. I mean, that guy is a form tackler. Watson started last two seasons, and just uh, I think he can play on the perimeter. It wouldn't be a struggle for him just because of how how long his arms are. I think um, maybe an instant impact guy, but – that's another one. I, I like how he finds the ball. It's, he's not going to get stuck on a receiver for an entire run play. I like guys that really have to get involved, and he seems like that kind of player. And also, that Wake Forest coaching staff, the, the DBs coach there, Derek Jackson. But you know, he produced that Kevin Johnson for the Texans. Oh, so that's I, I gotta believe.
1: Tough. You know, guys, I hope you were rocking on. I got lost here in the blog talk radio world mix, but go hot, rock on with your bad self, Joe.
3: Oh, I was just wrapping up on Brad Watson. I mean, uh, I think one of the, another just aspect to him that pros are going to like is the coaching he's getting from Derek Jackson and considering what Jackson did, with Kevin Johnson, who's now playing for the Houston Texans. I know Johnson's injured with some kind of foot injury, Uh, might be on IR for the year, but bottom line, he was playing some ball before he left. And I think this Brad Watson, uh, same kind of guy, another guy who's filled out really nicely. Uh, I don't care how tall you are as a corner. Can you run? Are you Are are you ready to tackle and put a pat on somebody? Then yeah, please be a Denver Bronco because that's my team. So yeah, I love uh, Brad Watson. What I've seen so far, and another guy. I think he's just climbing up the board steadily. Oh no! Did I get cut off? I'm still here. Oh, what up, Justin? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know what happened to Rick, but um, I guess we can keep rolling if we want to, right?
3: What do you think of a woozy man? You're right there in his backyard. I mean, what have you seen from the guy, and who are you like? You know,
0: at first when I saw him, I I think I was expecting something maybe a little different than what I saw, and I kind of got caught up in the whole, what he needs to be a long, twitchy, you know, um, insane type athlete. But I think when you watch him, and I've heard a couple – excuse me, NFL scouts talk about him and they say it's just a treat to watch that kid get in and out of his brakes and his backpedal. He's such a smooth athlete. I don't think he's the twitchiest, biggest guy, but he's so smooth. He doesn't waste motion and he's so instinctive. I honest I think I wrote about him earlier in the year and I was saying his cornerback skills are maybe more meant for the nickel slot the nickel and, you know, he he's not necessarily the guy you want on the boundary. I don't know if he has the the long speed or the just the athleticism, but he's not, he's, I think that's wrong. I think he's an underrated athlete and I definitely think um, he just does all the little things. Well, he knows how to, he knows how to not let a wide receiver attack his blind spots and he knows how to kind of get kind of just cheat a little bit sometimes with his hands. He knows how to kind of cheat inside with his hips. He, he, he He just does all the small things that guys who have grown up playing the position do well. And uh, I really think that if he actually needed to make a move to safety, he could do that. I think he could play kind of like a hybrid role of Terran Matthew, um, where it's, you know, safety, cornerback, just kind of does whatever he wants for – or whatever the defensive coordinator wants So I mean, I, I'm impressed with the kid. I wasn't at first, but the more tape that I watch, I can't – I don't see what he doesn't do well. Um, I don't think he's going to run the 4-4s. Four Possibly he's probably like a four five three, four five five guy. But I don't think that's really an issue these days. So as long as he just keeps putting together good tape, man, I don't see how he doesn't, have a, doesn't get drafted at least on day two and have a successful career in the NFL.
3: Most definitely, man. Just a lot of nice nuances uh, to his game. And I imagine, you yeah. know, if coaches are looking at him, you're not going to have to do a lot with that kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he just He's a plug-and-play player. He knows what he's doing. And uh, I think that's that's something that every – I think he's, you know, defensive coordinators and coaches at the Combine and uh, Senior Bowl possibly. They're all going to fall in love with him just because he knows what he's doing. He's a gamer. And he's not afraid to get his nose dirty. So, um, yeah, he's a player I've been really impressed with. And I'll be in uh, in Boulder November 19th to see him play Luke Falk in Washington State. And hopefully I'll get to see some good stuff out of him against that wide-open offense and a good quarterback. So, um, that's a matchup I'll be definitely keeping my eyes on.
3: Well, may as well go ahead with some of your risers, Justin. I mean, I'm sure Rick will be back in a sec, so, <laughs> so hit us yeah, up with a true. couple more, man.
0: Um, one guy that I just keep – I mean, it's, so I haven't seen – I haven't broken down his tape fully like I have some of these other guys, but I just keep hearing his name, and uh, he keeps making plays on tape, and he's just – he's a flasher, is uh, Jack Tocho from NC State. Uh, he's a big kid. He's thick. He's physical. Uh, every single game that I see against you know, the marquee matchups, man, it's like NC State plays Notre Dame, Florida State, Clemson, and you, they just can't keep his name out of their mouths. The announcers cannot keep his name out of their mouths, and you see him being asked to guard you know, the best players. He's taken away Mike Williams. He's moving over to the other side facing Deion Kane from Clemson, and then you see him play Florida State, and he's all over the place with the little guys, with Whitfield, with, uh, with um, Nyquan Murray, these. Speedy guys, and he's forcing in completions. He's running over the middle of the field. Um, he's a, he's just a big physical dude, and uh, I'm really anxious to go back actually and kind of break down his overall movement skills and some of his traits. But so far, that kid's impressive. And uh, slide over to the Pac-12. Sidney Jones gets a lot of uh, gets a lot of hype, gets a lot of uh, attention from scouts. But the guy on the other side, Kevin King, um, from Washington. Long, long dude, he's a physical guy he's got the ball skills. I mean, the game doesn't seem too fast for him he uh the guys that can consistently find the ball and consistently you know force fumbles and stuff that that to me shows that the game has slowed down for them, and uh, they can kind of hone in on the smaller things instead of just worried about you know being you know a lot of corners are frantic and coverage and this dude. He doesn't have the long speed sometimes in press coverage when he gets – when his jam misses, guys run right by him. But, I mean, you stick him in a zone scheme and let him run down the sideline and cover a limited amount of routes, I think this kid's going to make a lot of plays for an NFL team. He's just a ball hawk, and I I really like what he does. He's another instinctual guy that he just knows how to play the game and play the position like he's done his whole life. So, I'm really interested with that kid, so no
3: doubt about it man you know Kevin King too it's like uh this Washington where, where does Washington get these guys Just something in the water Marcus Peters out of Kansas City he's just dominating and now it looks like I got another one and Kings a guy guy's played a couple years at safety a couple at corner and then uh Tocho yeah. like you mentioned he's uh he's got a, a matchup on his hands again like you said it's like every week he's playing some great offense well Syracuse and Amba Edatawu this week. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tocho's, it's like, what murderer's row he's going up
0: against? <laughs> hey, man, at least the scouts are going to have some good game film on him. They're going to know coming in what he can do against the NFL caliber wide receivers. So if he can put together some good film, I think he's a late riser. That, who, I mean, like I said, I haven't broken down all his movement skills and ability. I haven't really checked into all that, but I mean, this kid could be a legitimate. Day two, possibly slide into day one. I don't know. That's maybe a little high praise, but um yeah, he he's just got he's gonna be like you said, murderers row, game film man, he's going against all these top dudes. I don't know how that's a bad thing unless he's getting burned, but so far he's not, so Whew, exciting prospect. Yeah, no, he's
3: putting together a great senior year, man. And, uh, yeah, he's definitely got some yeast in his shoes because he is rising up a lot of different boards. Uh, we better go small school before we run out of time. I don't know how much we got slotted on the slate, but I'll kick us off. One uh, kid I was going to talk about, and I- I'm probably stealing him from your list as well, Justin, yeah. that, uh, that Brendan Langley, the Lamar kid. is uh, He was at Georgia sweeping the nation right now. Um, I like his size. Another guy of really good length. I like his hips for a big guy. He's going to get a lot of attention because, you know, a big hitter and all this and that. But I think he's got next-level speed. I've seen him chase down plays. He has no business being in. Um, I think his anticipation's good. Now, granted, we've just got a lot of uh, FCS tape, but not to knock them. I, I see him with his eyes in the in the quarterback while he's in his back pedal, which is, you know, not easy to do. Uh, really athletic guy that uh, I'd like to see him though uh, that's my criticism of him Justin I think I don't know that he's getting off blocks that well I've seen uh, receivers just kind of dominate him I'd like to see him fight a little bit more in the running game and I think that's kind of your chance if you're a DP I mean These punks get away with so much with the refs. I mean, beat them up for a change. So, uh, watching him against Nichols and Incarnate Ward, he kind of got beat up in the running game. But, uh, like I said, the kid's a runner. There's no question. I, I would anticipate him testing very well. So, He's a uh, small school, but it's looking like he's got a big time game. There's, uh, you know, some Nixon in his in his game, and uh, like to see him tackle a little bit more physical. But outside of that, boy, uh, there's uh, there's room for him at the next level. Uh, Brandon Langley,
0: good name, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, some of those small school guys don't necessarily play the physical aspect of the game, and they don't excel in that aspect very well. But I mean late risers come when those dudes go to the combine or pro days and they run well and kind of blow the numbers up. So that could be a guy to watch for in that aspect. Um, one guy I've been keeping an eye on as much as I can. I'm not the biggest small school guy. Like you, I'm not the guru of the small schools, Joe, like you, but Jeremy Couture from middle Tennessee, uh, he's an LSU transfer. Um, kid has got length for days. Um, like I said, I haven't seen an, enough to really break his game down and know everything about him. But from the few views I've seen, he's an impressive specimen. He's long. Uh, he's got good movement skills. He finds the ball well. Um, these, these long cover corners, as, as Craig talked about earlier in the show as, as well, are just you know, <clears throat> all the hype. Um, he definitely has the looks of a boundary corner. I'm interested to see what he runs later in the year. But uh, so far, he's putting together some nice tape, and uh, just when you when you see these lengthy, long dudes that can always that can find the ball, it's just you, your eyes are immediately drawn to them. Uh, he's a guy I'm going to be looking forward to um, watching the rest of the year, and you know maybe dipping back around after the year and uh, going through some of his tape a little more intricately because um, these guys, you got you, these long dudes. There's nothing. When Pete Carroll and some of those NFL coaches get their hands on these guys and, you know, turn them into zone corners and make them play just the boundary and play those nine routes, those posts, there's nothing nothing like it, man. These guys are awesome. So that is my small school guy um, to keep an eye on there. Uh, anything else from you, Joe, from the small school stuff?
3: Uh, yeah, I got one more. And, you know, that cheer uh speaking of tape that's about to happen, they just lost their quarterback stock still, if memory serves. So uh, that offense isn't going to keep up their end of the bargain. So that defense going to be <laughs> on the field a little bit more. And this week, I think uh, Miami – or no, it's Marshall. So that's going to be a pretty yeah. big test as well. Uh, but, yeah, I like I like Couture. A little rigid, you know, kind of like yeah. – uh, I don't want to say high-hipped. But, uh, boy, he's got a good look to him. And that's another guy. I can't wait till we get to – them into the combine and just get these actual numbers because he's he just looks like he's got super long arms which I know I probably say it too much Justin but to me that's a difference maker when you got these guys that are just all six foot two and up running four threes it's like man you you do need that size at corner and even if you aren't a good six foot having that uh, 31 inch arm or like 28 29 inch arm boy that would be such a difference maker, and it is for some of those corners. So yeah, absolutely. Couture looks like a guy who may measure in huge.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, can't say it enough. That length matters. I try. I played cornerback and safety in college and semi-pro, and I don't have long arms. And let me tell you, it was not fun. Um, those guys that are naturally gifted, like Couture, where they can just you know they get beat, but they stick their arm out there and the ball hits their hand, and you know that's not fair. But it's it's what you need, and it, it helps out. So. Yeah, moving forward, it's going to be fun to see what he and some of these other big, long dudes measure in, because uh, it's just intriguing when you see the, the measurables and what they what they can do and on tape, and then you see it on paper, and it's like, well, it's all there. It all comes together, so um, that's fun stuff.
3: Well, I got one more. Uh, David Rivers, Youngstown State. I guess David Rivers the third. I don't uh, another guy. I like how he sees the field, anticipates very well. Uh, looks like he'll run uh, pretty well. It seems athletic on the field, but just taking plays the distance. He doesn't give up on stuff. Uh, closing speed is really what sticks out with him. Uh, as soon as he decides to turn those jets on, he's right there like a jackrabbit on a date. So I'm. I really like his quickness. He kind of stands out. And um, then I guess, I don't know, matchups, man. I wanted to get those out there, too. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, uh, you brought up the King. He's going up. Kevin King, Washington, uh, USC, and all those. Uh, that's a big interconference game. Juju Smith, Schuster, uh, the King-Kevin, the Feast Day Resistance. That's got to be the top matchup, right? I mean, what's some what's some of the stuff you're looking at this week.
0: Yeah, I was looking at King versus, you know, Juju Smith and Darius Rodgers. Um, but I was also looking at uh, Greg Mabin, the long press corner from Iowa. He's going to be facing the guys from Michigan in Amara Darbo and Jackie Chesson. Both guys are above six feet tall. Um, That's big against big. I'm excited to see if he can kind of hold his own there. And uh, I, I know that he excels when he can get his hands early on a receiver and kind of redirect them and ride out their route. Um, but those two guys are quick. They're, you know, they're, they're crafty. So I'm really going to be interested to see if he can kind of impose his will on those two and maybe force some incompletions, um, limit what they can do. I mean, I know that Michigan offense is stacked, but if he can put together some good tape against those two, that'll be, that'll be great for his stock, absolutely.
3: I love that game. Uh, another aspect of that too is Iowa's the defense, they kind of play sides and don't really move their DBs too much, so mm-hmm, you know uh-huh. maybe will get a chance against both Darbo and, and Chesson and some of the other uh, options Michigan's got, so yeah, that's that's another guy, dude, totally underrated Greg Maven. If you're listening to Maven, shout out to you. Um, yeah. yeah, I think you nailed it. That's one of the best games out there, dude.
0: Yeah, I mean... Skill against skill, and it's going to be like you said. They play sides, so there won't be any, you know. Well, hey, we'll move Maven away from blah, from so and so, and let's put King whatever. And I think Maven's super talented. I think he can hold up, and I'm excited to see that uh, that matchup go down. Um, one more that I wanted to highlight real quick, kind of under the radar, and it's not guaranteed to happen just because. Well, Big Twelve. Number one, they don't play defense. Number two. Their offenses are so spread out and so crazy, whatever. But D. Westbrook, the Oklahoma wide receiver, is uh, making his way up boards right now. He's an explosive playmaker. Um, they faced Baylor this weekend, which has senior cornerback number nine, Ryan Reed. Um, good movement skills, a little undersized, but finds the ball well. Um, he can run. He can run. I don't know if he's a 4-4 guy, but he can run. He can, he can stride it out downfield. He's a smooth strider. Um, if he can get messed up on D. Westbrook, most likely, and, you know, some type of zone coverage or whatever, they don't do a whole lot of man. But uh, I'm I I really want to see Ryan Reed and what he can do and his limited possibly opportunities against D. Westbrook and some of the other explosive playmakers from uh, Oklahoma.
3: Nice. Now, that's definitely one to watch because, like you mentioned, that Westbrook is uh, getting a lot of talk. And I, I think talk about people who may test well. He may run uh, four three something, Uh, I don't know. He just he looks fast, dude. That's another thing, option of it too. It's like, well, even if he does test poorly, I'm buying in. He just looks like that quick. So uh, yeah, well, well, if we watch that game, I've got another under the radar uh, uh, Air Force. The Colorado. We just talked about a Woozy. They got another corner there. Uh, Akilo, Akello, Witherspoon, whatever. Akello, And they're going against Jalen Robinette. You know, I like Robinette. Uh, the, I know Air Force does not pass the ball completely different offense, but still a matchup. i